Hello, hello everyone. I am extremely, extremely excited to have with me today Fahad Intiaz. Fahad is a product manager at Google. Um, and before we delve into your professional career, I'd like to give a very quick intro about your schooling, your education, and then briefly go over your professional career. So Fahad did his schooling from Lahore, Aitchison College. He then moved to Canada and graduated as an electrical engineer from Mekel University. and then later on also completed his masters from canada from university of waterloo in management sciences um uske baad fahad started out so initially fahad started out his career at blackberry where he worked as a bluetooth in interoperability specialist again as i hope i'm pronouncing that right um then he worked as a product manager at blackberry um after that he's worked in senior and leadership positions in the product department at well known technology companies like dealer fx point click care tulip lightspeed commerce um and currently he is working of in what i believe to be the greatest technology company in the world right now um and probably one of the most important businesses ever built in humanity's history like you know right there with intel and tesla um google um so with a vision coffee illustrious career i can just drool over it um, so welcome to the podcast fahad how are you uh, thank you so much uh, for having me here thank you so much for inviting me doing great allah ka shukr and <laughs> yeah just looking forward to the new year now it's that time of the year so yeah. pretty exciting Be- before you look forward to the new year i have been you know mai to bahut sare sawal this is a we, I, i used to tell this to arthur that the the podcast is for the audience but it's just a way for me to kind of you know um be, secretly just ask questions that i want answers to um Absolutely. and so <laughs> so i'm pretty psyched um so before i start with anything um i have to ask ke ye interoperability specialist kya hote hai jo isse mujhe mujhse pronounce bhi nahi ho raha sahi tarike se so okay uh Cool. I, I don't think I've gotten this question before. Like, and uh, I could think of it as maybe a cool way of saying QA engineer. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I mean, jokes jokes apart, uh, right? Uh, as you might know, Bluetooth it's basically a wireless technology standard, yeah. and like any standard, just uh, a specification of that. Anyone who's implementing that standard interprets the standard in their own way. Now, mm. when two devices who have implemented the same standard want to work together that's basically what's called interoperability so basically my role as that bluetooth interoperability specialist at blackberry involved making sure blackberry could work well with pretty much anything in the world that supported bluetooth and us time pe back in uh, 2010 2011 us time pe yahan pe cars mein bluetooth jo hai it suddenly was evolving quite a bit so that was a, a very big focus of the role making sure that you know you can uh, pair your blackberry smartphone with the fanciest car that you are buying and is tarah mein i got a chance to even drive a lot of audis and and mercedes oh, wow. as well uh, just making sure i'm doing that that compatibility test of course so, of course <laughs> impactability testing ke naam pe i i was just about to say that you got access you probably got access to all blackberry models which in like right now people probably don't know but blackberry used to be the phone at one point in time right 
um like it used to be called the sex symbol of phones so uh, <laughs> yeah depending on how old you are basically depend- then yes you remember yeah <laughs> yeah the, depending on how old you are um but let's we'll go into your blackberry experience in a bit um but let's go back to your roots um so you are so you started the mip i'm not going to go way back into roots but like you know talking about your college uh talking about your college experience so you study from hsn right um and many years ago the reason why i brought this question up was that you know there is a perception of hsn everywhere in the world wherever there is the term pakistan matlab is in jo pakistan ko janta hai um hsonians ya hsn ka bhi naam wahan pe jana jata hai so i when i was at lums and even before coming or starting my semester there were certain stereotypes which you know which were formed of different groups so for example if you are from jt agar if you're a jt ka boy you're a jt ka londa as they would call it um yeah uh, you know there there were there were certain kind of traits that were associated with you if you're from kgs there were certain traits that were associated with you and if you're from hsn that there were certain traits that were associated with you um so like for example you know it was you guys, it was said that you know you guys kind of operate in groups um and you know bit more reserved a bit pompous but i didn't find them to be true like you know as is with most stereotypes they're very simplistic um and over generalistic so i didn't find them to be true i made some good friends and acquaintances from people who were from hsn so how was you know how was your experience um uh, as an hsonian uh heavy question purani yaadein dila de purani bahut 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 zyada purani hai what one 25 years ago or well, actually more than 25 anyways uh although you talked about stereotypes uh, right uh, i think if we look at where the world is today uh, right jitni advancements ho gayi hai i don't think these stereotypes matter at all now, yeah right uh, yeah. i consider stereotypes they are the biggest enemy of equality and yeah. as unfortunate as that it is they still exist but yeah. uh, i think at the end of the day what really matters is who you are as a person uh right your schooling yes definitely plays a a, a role in that uh but at the end of the day what really defines you is who you are as a person not necessarily aap kis school mein gaye the aap kahan pe kaam karte hain aap kahan pe rehte hain and i think that is the most important thing at the end of the day which in my opinion is most important for you to be successful in the world so yeah आपकी बात बिल्कुल सही है कि यू नो ये लेबल्स लगे हुए एच एस ओनियन ऐसे होते हैं और एल जी एस के लोग ऐसे होते हैं के जी एस के ऐसे होते हैं बट आई थिंक एट द एंड ऑफ द डे कम्स अ टाइम वन दीज थिंग्स दिस स्टॉप मैटरिंग एट ऑल तो दैट्स बेसिकली आई थिंक वट आई वुड से स्टीरो टाइप्स फॉर बट लाइक यू सेट आई थिंक आपने मेरी काफी यादें एकदम से जो है वो ताजा की हैं बाई टॉकिंग अबाउट एच एस एन एंड फनी अनफ आई स्टिल वेरी वेविडली यू नो रिमेंबर द डे जिस दिन मेरा एडमिशन टेस्ट था फॉर एच एस एन द डे आई फाउंड आउट आई गॉट इन टू एच एस एन टू ऑल द वे टू द पॉइंट वेर आई एक्चुअली इवन ग्रेजुएटेड एंड आई थिंक वन थिंग help me do was it really help groom me to be the person that i am today right now be it in the form of uh, the friends that i made at hsn or be it basically in the form of the education that i received over there so i think if i if i think about that essentially that was hsn definitely is a very big highlight for me in in my life 
uh, I think one thing from HSN that has really stuck by me, uh, school ka motto hai, perseverance uh, commands success. And I think it has really stuck by me in the sense, uh, you know, when challenge aata hai at work or in, in the personal uh, life as well, that whole concept of perseverance is really important. And I still think about it and, you know, it's a mushkil situation where that thing still comes uh, comes to me. So, but yeah, glad. I mean, uh, HSN definitely helped provide that base for me, just the basis that I was able to, you know, get into Mikhail, uh, Allah ka shukar. And yeah, back in the day, I was able to actually then come to Canada as well. Yeah, that's great. Um, great answer. I was hoping to get some tea, but unfortunately that didn't happen. <laughs> but there, 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 there are conversations that happen beyond the podcast, so I'll, I can get my fair share of tea then. Um, when, you, when, when you mentioned your motto, I, like, I probably don't remember any like, Latin phrase, but because like, you know, Aegisonian is a very old college. And so, so I also graduated from St. Patrick's. I don't know if you know about that. Um, and so that so that's also very old college and we are our motto was for aspera ad astra which is through hardships to the stars so mujhe bas wo bas utna hi itni hi latin ka yaad hai aur uske baad na kabhi like for example you know i've never uh, i've always i've always been interested in languages um so usse mujhe bas ye thoda sa yaad aa gaya anyways moving forward um, I'd like, I'd love to, you know, dive into your experience at BlackBerry, right? Since that was the start of your product career. So you start, you did your, 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 did your, your training, your formal training was as an engineer, um, and not even a software engineer. Um, so what made you go into product, right? And then the second question, you know, as an extension to this is, how was it working in pro, uh, in the product management department for a hardware company, right? Uh, if you were working in, if you were working, um, you know, in the hardware team or not, but primarily product to hardware, right? Blackberry. Because a lot of people have this misconception that product managers, which are software companies, which is not at all true. Um, right. So I'd love for you to talk about that. No, for sure. Uh, I think, uh, like you <clears throat> mentioned, uh, basically my first job out of the school, Blackberry Messi, and, uh, you know, I was a QA or that fancy title, interoperability specialist. Uh, so I did that for four years, right? And uh, during those four years, I basically realized that, you know, and finding issues in our implementation of Bluetooth and, you know, just learning more about the new Bluetooth standards, it just stopped exciting me at some point, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I reflected basically in Charles Solomon, what was that one thing that really excited me? And I realized that the thing that I really enjoyed was uh, customer issue report, right? That their phone isn't working well in their car being able to solve that and basically getting the, the satisfaction that I've made the customer happy, that used to really excite me. So based on this, I, I was very fortunate to have a great mentor at BlackBerry who essentially then guided me towards product management. So he saw 
शायद कोई पोटेंशियल देखा था उसने इंजीनियरिंग कर लिया शुक्रेरी and i was res- uh, responsible for all of the connectivity technologies on uh, on your blackberry device which was like wifi bluetooth usb nfc so but i was the pm on the software side so to answer yeah. your question uh, yes there was definitely a hardware aspect taken aapko pata hai aajkal without without software what is hardware right uh, yeah. hardware is yes the the feel of the the device that you're holding how well it is built uh the camera quality yes that really makes a big difference but then at the end of the day you're essentially interacting with the operating system an operating system as you know it's all software so yeah. there was definitely a very big software team at blackberry but in parallel there was also a very big hardware team and i think basically when when i became the pm over there that's where i realized ke you know aapko software or hardware ko in sync rakhe you know how you have to plan features uh that was something that i learned over there kyunki jo hardware side ka product life cycle hota hai that's usually much longer than software right typically they plan things for 2 to 3 years down the road wo aaj decisions le rahe hain software can be built you know maybe 6 to 8 months before shipping as an example so uh, that was one key learning i would say uh, working in a hardware company which was like you said primarily hardware but had a software component as well uh but at the same time i do want to say that you know hardware project product management is absolutely a thing today so a lot of companies do hire hardware product managers who are responsible for the hardware pro- portfolio so to say that the product managers are of software side token i don't think that's true anymore yeah and i think uh, like for example like just like your experience in kind of working primarily like आज तो जैसे फॉर एग्जांपल इफ आई एम बिल्डिंग अ सास सॉफ्टवेयर वी आई डोंट थिंक और फॉर एग्जांपल पीपल डोंट थिंक अबाउट द लिमिटेशंस ऑफ ओके के यार चाहिए डिवाइस पे इसकी क्या कंपैटिबिलिटी होगी क्या चलेगा क्या नहीं चलेगा क्योंकि अब नेटिव तो सॉफ्टवेयर आप बनाने से रहे आप सारी चीजें यू बिल्ड एवरीथिंग ऑलमोस्ट एवरीथिंग फॉर द वेब सो यू नो दैट दैट्स अ यूनिक एक्सपीरियंस राइट एंड सो लाइक आई वुड लव टू dive deeper into it and actually mera jo next sawal hai wo thoda si si like you know you touched upon it briefly that um blackberry had a huge as a had a big software team kyunki if i'm remembering correctly and please point me if i'm not that you guys had your own operating system it wasn't built on it wasn't built on android and that was actually one of the reasons why you know later on because you guys were trying to build your own you know ecosystem and your own applications or kyunki wo wahan pe developer community itni badi nahi thi to amongst other reason that was one of the you know reasons for the decline of it so, but that's not my question my question is um <laughs> so the, my question is a bit more like uh, you know th- oh, it's it's going to be a bit more stingy in the sense that um i remember ke in all my intro like you know my intro to marketing classes mein to so, there were certain examples and tales of you know many brands which didn't adapt with time and fail right Uh, you should, 
स्टार्ट होते थे फ्रॉम सॉफ्ट फोटो आई रिमेम्बर फोटो कॉपियर मशीन एंड देन वो एक कैमरा था स्मार्टफोन At one time, BlackBerry controlled forty-three percent of the smartphone market, and in the U.S. and then twenty percent globally, right? So that's incredible, incredible numbers. Um, so when you were working on that team, um, right? So while you were working on that team, was there this kind of in your later years, right, in early twenty tens and like in twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, was there this feeling or this understanding in the team that you know you were you're part of a sinking ship that you're now right now being out innovated um and then were there efforts made to pivot like you know to catch up at the pace which with which android was growing um and so how did that shape you and what lessons did you learn from that so many teen sawal pooch liye thoda context zyada lay out kar diya but basically ye ke like while you were working there was there you know the sense of being part of a sinking ship what efforts were made to kind of revert it and then lastly like you know what are your biggest learnings from that experience uh excellent question i think learnings are definitely kafi zyada hain but yeah so first i'd like to say ke ha case study it's very interesting to to hear that a company that you used to work for is now basically a case study for <laughs> business school students and likely will be for years to come so <laughs> yeah. uh uh that's that's something that's that's pretty interesting so नहींम्यूनिटी नहीं थी so blackberry's uh, answer to basically iphone at that point was uh, the introduction of blackberry 10 which was another self uh, or home grown operating system jab blackberry ne banaya tha it was qnx based uh, and the idea was okay this is what blackberry is going to use now to compete against android and ios but i i so the talking about the developer community right ek naya brand new os bana diya jis pe abhi koi apps nahi hai and a new mm. os without any apps it's think of it as a fisherman jo baitha hua mm. machli pakadne ke liye lekin aage uska bait nahi kuch bhi nahi laga hua to machli kaise aayegi so it's the the infamous chicken and egg situation right uh, users wanted apps and app developers didn't want to build an app until they were users on on blackberry 10 so uh eventually then uh, blackberry did uh, scrap blackberry uh, blackberry 10 and then moved to android uh, but it was kind of around the time that i left but based on what i i, I have seen i don't think blackberry ke jo jo android phones they, they weren't also hugely successful so that's basically uh, what the trajectory was for blackberry uh, in a in a nutshell uh, but i think okay, 
if I if I think about some of the learnings, uh, right? Uh, the one thing that comes to mind is uh, BlackBerry, as you may recall, was very big on the the physical keyboard, right? Yeah. So uh, the BlackBerry users used to love the typing on a physical keyboard. But then by the iPhone IR, yeah, iPhone, uh, you know, Apple did some some pretty amazing things with the virtual keyboard, and as a result, users, uh, you know, suddenly got used to this idea of a virtual keyboard that is presented on the screen and it's not taking up so much real estate on on your device. So basically, BlackBerry continued with this train of thought. The users still want that physical keyboard. And I think one of the key lessons that I learned for myself from this was, you know, products need to evolve with the users. So users, they need sometimes evolve and sometimes the products don't evolve with that. It's very important to always keep the needs of the users in front of you instead of, you know, just continuing with the assumption that you have there will be a certain niche so we should just continue down this road. So I think that was a, a very big lesson that I, that has still stuck by me. Uh, I think the other one I would say is you know, and uh, no matter how big of a market share do you have, right? It's extremely important to never stop innovating. Yeah. Uh, Android and iOS, they are basically dominating the, the smartphone industry. Uh, but you see them continuously innovating, right? Uh, on the software side, on the hardware side. You need to keep the users excited about what's next, right? So, uh, and you shouldn't just only be evolving the products, but also essentially, you know, any complementary services that you provide along with the product, uh, and continue to explore like you need market opportunities. You'll be up in tapping So there's so much that you can do and continue to do. Uh, you can't just sit back and say, okay, okay, you know what? We have the the kings of this market, and we are untouchable. <laughs> That does not last. So that that was another lesson. Like never ever think that you know. Uh, you can't go, be out um, irreplaceable. Though. Yes. Yeah. I was um, funny enough. But I was I came across this LinkedIn post by Harry Stebbings, who is a 20 VC podcast host or founder of the fund, and he said that I've realized uh, before I head into any meeting, I, I'm. Just um, not quoting word to word, whatever oh. I can recall from the post. But he said somewhere along, so, like, you know, something along the lines of that I judge startups um, or I look at industries from this lens now. Okay, how capable is the, if the startup can out distribute the out, uh, if the startup can out distribute the incumbent, so then that mm-hmm. means that that startup is bound to succeed. And if the incumbent can out innovate the startup, then that incumbent will maintain its superiority, right? So you're right, exactly in that case. Okay, this is a classic case of where, uh, you know, aapko jo feedback loop mil tha because you, and the reason why BlackBerry was so, was wanted to still bank on the physical keyboard because wo jo uske fans there, like, you know, I still remember like it was a cult. Right. You, you, like there was a reason. I'm saying it was a sex symbol for a reason because it was a cult. Because if you had that physical keyboard, like you know, it was about it was a state, it, it was a status symbol. 
for sure and they thought that um, you know it it um, it didn't realize that there was a growing market for people that did not care so much about the physical keyboard and more about some of the things like you mentioned real estate more applications being connected you know having having a phone that other people also have so that here i can communicate with them right um for blackberry sure. pe i message bhejo oh, sorry blackberry pe blackberry ka message ka koi i'm forgot it bbm bbm bhejo yeah yeah and if someone has an that iPhone, was another I... another status symbol thing right yeah yeah exactly yeah. right क्योंकि So I'd like for you to draw some parallels about working as a product manager, right? Versus in a more leadership role, where you probably have less of an operational responsibility, but more responsibility along, you know, of building a roadmap, right? That aligns with the strategy of the company and the goals and OKRs of the company, um, and that involves more deal, you know, the more um, human element of a product manager's role, right? where they have to speak with the team where they have to communicate more um rather than just uh, of, of more of an operational also on to, off to you yeah sure uh, so i think uh, abdul pehli baat yeah joined lightspeed as a senior pm uh, the definitely so, wasn't uh, part of one, one more thing mujhe uh, yeah. i'd love for you to also like you know very briefly for people talk about what lightspeed hq is yeah sure so uh Lightspeed basically provides commerce uh, solutions uh, like a point of sale and an e-commerce solution for small and medium businesses specifically. And in uh, the three target verticals are retail, hospitality, and golf. Uh, so basically, these were the three key verticals. Uh, I was part of the retail team at Lightspeed. So retail team was a small business retailer who wants to sell in their stores. They would use a point of sale that is built by Lightspeed. or if they want to sell online then they would use the e-commerce platform that lightspeed built basically so uh yes uh, like i was saying abdul i joined lightspeed as a as a senior pm but was pretty fortunate to be promoted to a group pm within 6 months uh, i i think my manager saw maybe something in me <laughs> so uh, i think as a as a group pm i certainly be, became responsible for a suite of products uh, rather than ek do individual products and also had one pm who was reporting to me so we were a very big team of two pms uh mm. but yeah essentially how working as a group pm how uh, was different than working as an individual contributor uh i think uh, there are some parallels that can be drawn uh, so typically you know when you work as a pm one of the goals that at least i always have is the yeah, engineering team ko hard work unblocked right now like uh, do whatever you can to make sure they yeah. are not blocked on on making yeah. progress and i think funny enough as a group pm essentially what you are trying to do is okay you know the pms on your team are essentially unblocked to <laughs> move forward on on a certain project like there's alignment at the management level 
there's alignment with let's say some of the go-to market teams so we can just move forward and and start building what what we have to so that unblocking aspect i think that's one parallel that that uh i can drive i think another key one is uh, the prioritization aspect right so uh obviously as pms prioritization is really bread and butter for for any pm so even as a group pm you're supposed to make the same prioritization calls but now across a suite of products so what your mere experience uh, uh, being able to prioritize uh, effectively as a pm that was very much relevant uh, as well like kis particular product pe resources allocate hone chahiye which team should be working on what what's more important and how does that contribute towards the the goals that we have for the year so i think making those decisions uh, definitely felt uh, pretty easy uh, but funny enough i'll share with you so even though i was a group pm i still continue to work as an individual contributor as well at lightspeed so i did not stop working on the product that i was working on and i still was the day to day pm on that as well and i think my biggest motivation was i did not want to lose touch of what it means to be on the field every day so mm-hmm. like you said your operational uh say up hard jate you step back so i just did not want to lose touch with that uh, maybe because i enjoy doing that so much and it kind of like being on the i wouldn't really know many koi leadership role to need liya as such a bidak but when you are operationally there you have such a you can at times sure lose sight of the forest for the trees but you have such a deeper understanding of the product itself because you are, you are, you know you are interacting with with so many elements in in a very deep way and for a very prolonged period of time um so that really gives you the like that really makes you appreciate you know some of the subtleties and the improvements that you make and how that in, ends up impacting the user experience so yeah absolutely i'll yeah wo jo satisfaction hoti hai na wo that that you get when you're working as a pm directly on a product yeah so yeah. there is the management aspect as well like in i think wo jo satisfaction i think everyone can attest to the fact wo tabhi milti hai when you when you get great reviews from your users at the end of the yeah. day yeah yeah um so now um on to google um you know the one i and i have a i have a lot of questions for you here as well so you're now currently working as a product manager at google right um and more specifically you're working on android runtime on chrome os so before we talk about your responsibilities i would like to touch upon your process of getting into google right uh there are books youtube channels blogs um websites startups even now um and small companies that help aspirants get into google in technology roles khali product management ni software engineering bhi mm-hmm. um so how what 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 did your process look right right um and what are some pieces of advice that you would give to someone like me you know when they one day when they you know dream of applying to google yeah so other i wish i had a penny for every time uh, you know everyone asks me this it. question <laughs> but uh i think the reality there's no there is no way of uh, i think yeah billionaire for sure but data shy uh <laughs> i think but the reality is uh, honestly there is no one size fits all approach to to basically get into uh, like fan companies uh, facebook apple amazon uh, 
Netflix, Google. Uh, I think at the end of the day, what matters is, uh, you know, it's a combination of how much exposure do you have as a PM in the field. How much is that exposed you into the, the nitty gritties of product management? And uh, I think uske alawa, basically uh, preparing for the interview is uh, very, very important as well. Uh, yeah. it's, I've, I don't think I have any exam interviews. I think I allocated what uh, four to five weeks to prepare for the interview. Uh, this may uh i'll share i read this book called cracking the pm interview uh, yeah. it was written by someone who used to work at google and they had shared like a lot of great insights into how you should approach the questions and i mean just needless to say uh maybe you know people are much smarter and they can get in <laughs> Uh, but that's what I did. I essentially went through that book twice and I used this uh, online resource. It's called Exponent. And yeah. Exponent, there are a ton of great questions uh, which I just practiced like crazy for three weeks. Could uh, say, you know, basically question I would write the answer. I would speak it. I would record myself and then essentially see how, how I did that. Uh, I think another key thing that that helps uh, is uh, doing mock interviews, uh, especially when you're trying to interview for a company like Google. Uh, you get good feedback in terms of how you approach the question. But I think HD is my advice, Karunga, and people. a lot of people make this mistake. Uh, they tend to do the mock interviews just maybe two or three days before their actual interview. And I've seen so many people didn't go mock interview the feedback has completely thrown them off in the, the actual interview. So I think one thing I would say is if you want to do the mock interviews, maybe do them like two to three weeks in advance of your actual interview. Uh, I think outside of that, uh, once you actually get to the interview process, uh, one thing that I again learned from this book, which is cracking the PM interview is how do you end up structuring the answer? Uh, basically, when you an interview, mein ho, uh, I mean, it needs to be extremely methodical and, and logical. And I think another key thing to keep in mind is, uh, you know, these questions are infamously challenging. Uh, hmm. say on, the, on the spot, you're supposed to think about this really amazing answer and, and give that. And for you to be able to get to that position, right, you have to be in a certain mindset. Uh, yeah. That mindset is extremely important, and that mindset comes with a lot of preparation. Okay. Certainly, if you if you get an answer, you can quickly think about four to five things like competition. You can think about uh, you know any uh, external pressures, legal uh, pressures. Strategies and such. You are able to figure out what the strategy is. But uh, like I said, that typically comes with practice. Uh, so that's one. I think the, the second thing I was uh, going to say was jump uh, answer structure, right? It's very important to basically take a step back before you answer a question and really question like, like what are the goals and objectives uh, related to the question that they're asking? Who are the users? 
what are their their pain points and it's always very important to round up your answer with success metrics as well so kafi dafa abhi bhi jab main dekhta hu a lot of people the mistakes that they make is uh unse kuch poocho how would you improve this and they suddenly jump into the solution without thinking kaun users hain kis tarah ki uh unke unka usage kaisa hai unke usage mein gaps kya hain so that's uh, essentially one thing definitely i would say uh should keep in mind uh i think other than that it's a huge part is luck as well uh, i think google is famous kg unka acceptance rate is 0.2% which is much lower than than harvard so apparently it's easier to get into harvard than it is uh, to get into google they can i think one thing i would say is uh, absolutely anyone can get in there uh, with the right preparation with the right mindset uh, you absolutely can and just keep in mind if you don't get in the first time just don't lose hope and you can always try again to get in into google yeah i know i know a couple of people who didn't get in the first time and then eventually did um mera space story just one i have one small kind of question yeah to uh, thank you for kind of elaborating on that answer it's super helpful is it can it be hacked so for example you know now you have these books you have these exponent is a great website to get example questions um and you know people start to extract a certain pattern from these questions and then you know maybe over time they just get really good at be doing the interview which in itself is a feature is a feat right but then when it comes to doing the day to day actual job you know they realize that then they don't have the chops for it uh and i've heard stories about this like for example it's not just google but other fan companies too so like aisa hota hai like do you matlab and what is your opinion on it i think agar hota hai to someone has to be extremely smart to be able to do something like this uh, because i and think one thing to... shared, yeah or agar aap itne smart ho then maybe you know you are uh, already smart enough to get into google na aap taiyari karke aap aap kar lo lekin other like you said i think the most important thing is that mindset so yeah. yes you can practice many many questions you can basically try to memorize the framework uh ratta lagalo as we we basically say lekin uh that ratta basically breaks very easily in the interview the moment the interviewer will ask any follow up questions aapko you will need to think on the spot and agar aapko zara sa wo aapko framework se hatke question puchega that's it uh, you're done over there so yeah. i don't think it can be hacked uh, i don't think i don't think it should be hacked in the first place uh, i think with the right amount of preparation uh, i think you can basically do it i am so certain that there are probably centers in india that are dedicated to helping you crack interviews like for example you know there are sats and um, uske hote uh, gmat ke anyways um, so that that's no. a very good segue sorry no i'm i'm sure honge i'm sure there are people who believe that these things can be hacked but like you said sahi aap interview clear karke aap aage chale jaoge but there are so so many layers of you know approvals that you have to go through i mean aap ek wo framework yaad rakhe i don't think you can can really make it through true true 
So that's a kind of, you know, an advice to everyone out there that's listening and is interested. You will have to work very, very hard, uh, even at hacking it. Uh, so now, um, so I'd like to, that's, that's a very good segue to my next question and to, you know, to our next topic that we, uh, to discuss, which is what does it mean to be a product manager at Google, right? What is the product culture there? Um, or how does your day to day look like? Oh, excellent question. Uh, so, Abdul, I think Google may have, uh, I think, solved it a little And uh, I think over this period of time, I've really, really enjoyed the culture. Uh, just generally company culture as well as the, the product culture. And you may have heard Google employees and they use this term called Googly, which mm-hmm. is basically how well do you fit in within the culture, right? Yeah. Or, so Googliness defined out there, right? There isn't this one definition that says okay, Googliness means this. But at the end of the day, basically some of the, the traits that you see are, you know, things like people are extremely collaborative. People are extremely nice to each other. They're always respecting each other. Always having the utmost respect for the user at the end of the day. And you know, challenging the status quo and basically, and in my opinion, most importantly, you know, inclusiveness for everyone. That's uh, basically a significant part of the culture. And your company culture, they actually are uh, basically carried forward to the product culture as well, right? So whether if you're working within your own team, uh, within Google, or, you know, if you are working across a certain product area, you will find that PMs uh, generally at Google, they are extremely open-minded, extremely collaborative, and there is that very, very strong push for inclusivity as well. Inclusivity, not just for, you know, okay, we should be building for all types of users, but Harkisic opinion is important and we need to hear them out. And sometimes, you know, people will have some amazing ideas to, to share. So I think that's one thing that has really stood out for me, uh, Abhitak, uh, in terms of the, the product culture that I would say. Uh, generally, so you asked me what my day-to-day is like. Um, I think, f- funny enough, like any other company, right? every day is unique, every day just brings forth a different set of challenges. And... Yeah, I think there are days when, you know, I wear the firefighter hat. Uh, so there are fires that you're trying to put out. And then there are days when I'm trying to scramble and, and you put in some updates to provide to management. And, you know, then there are maybe certain days when you're in your core product mode, right? Uh, you're sitting in a room with engineers really trying to figure out the solution to a problem that you have brought forward. So. Basically, I think uh, it's 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 a combination of all of that in terms of day to day, and I think just generally uh, the expectation is KPMs at Google they are expected to be a lot more uh, or focus a lot more on the strategic aspect of the product and less so on the execution. Not to say execution is not important. I mean, without execution of a product, any banega, but uh, basically you need to focus on uncovering what are the, the most important problems for us to solve and you know what are some creative ways on how we can go ahead and, and solve them uh, as well. And I think where the execution is, engineering really helps out. 
टिपिकली जहाँ पे कुछ कंपनीज में मैंने काम किया है वहां पे यू नो प्रोडक्ट ओनर्स और प्रोडक्ट मैनेजर्स दे टिपिकली मैनेज द प्रोडक्ट बैकलॉग फॉर द टीम एंड एंड ऑल आई थिंक दीज आर थिंग्स दैट आई हैव सीन एट एट गूगल मैंने कभी अभी तक की नहीं है इट्स राइट because i know a lot of it is about is adapting to specific cultures at different companies right and then even within different companies depend karta hai ki aap kis tarah ke ke stage of the company mein kaam kar rahe ho um kis company mein kaam kar rahe ho kis ecosystem mein kaam kar rahe ho kis country mein kaam kar rahe ho so both variables hai but some general guiding first principle for good product for great product managers and how do you distinguish how do you identify them how do you work on them how do you build those up that's an uh, excellent question uh, abdul uh, i think like you said i think pms uh, what defines a good pm in a certain company is really going to vary based on aap jis tarah ka jis company jis industry jis country mein aap kaam kar rahe ho i think if i if i think back there are a few traits that i would say i've seen consistently across some of the the rockstar product managers that have come across and i think the the first one that i've seen is they are always hungry for more basically they're never satisfied and hungry isn't you know khane ke liye nahi it's always about the the information right uh, I, i've seen these pms i mean the way they they behave it's as if they never know enough about the users they never know enough about the market they never know enough about the competition and so basically these pms jo ye amazing pms hain i think that they never stop learning right so they are whether if they are learning related to anything to their product or just generally you know polishing their skills they are just continuously in that cycle of learning and upskilling themselves so i think that's one and this usually comes with uh, you know uh, eventually aap apne andar jab ek wo curiosity develop karte ho right to to uh make sure that you are trying to solve the most important things for your users i think this uh curiosity comes with that okay okay i don't know enough maybe there's something else that i can solve and i think that's where i would encourage people to basically take a step back if you are working on something like really try to understand am i really building the right thing like am i really focused on the the right priorities am i really focused on the right type of users so just continuously challenge yourself continuously challenge uh, some of the decisions that you are making and essentially then this is a habit that you build over over a certain period of time so there isn't a magical way there is no magical wand just say ekdam se aapke andar ye hunger develop ho jati hai but i have seen many people develop this over over a period of a few years so i think that's one uh, abdul uh, second that comes to my mind is um, 
I think this is probably one of the most important ones. I should have said it maybe before, uh, but I think these amazing PMs, Joby Hote, great PMs, they are also great communicators. Right yes. uh, at the end of the day, their communication skills are just amazing. And what makes them really amazing is, you know, when when they communicate something, they're they're very precise in in their answers or in what they are saying. But at the same time, very convincing as well. So they'll basically convey jo point and they'll do it in a very, very convincing way. Yeah. And another key aspect of this communication part is they can vary the amount of detail that they're sharing based on their target audience. Right. So the senior management could present career, so they can easily go to that 30,000 uh, foot view and but then essentially when you're talking to engineering, they, they don't hesitate to go into the, the weeds as well. So I think at the end of the day, all of this kind of rolls into, into communication skills. And I think uh, very much related to that is uh, actually I did a training last year, this image is the mark, which is the, the art of storytelling as well. So I think the art of storytelling is extremely important for product managers. And I think if we all think back, you know, uh, we all used to love listening to stories. And truth yeah. be told, reality we all love listening to stories. So I think the way how you, you know, communicate a certain idea and how you essentially use your words to create certain imaginations and experiences in the mind of your of your audience i think that art is basically in my opinion what storytelling is and that's basically a very very uh, i would say important skill uh, if you really want to succeed as a as a pm uh i think i can go on and on about this actually abdul but i i'll, I'll just maybe share one more uh, right and that last year no one stopped <laughs> That, uh, no, yeah. I think I think that the traits are thing. You know, you asked me of a few things that distinguish uh, <laughs> these really amazing yeah. PMs. But uh, I think if I if I think about it a bit more, I think one thing I've seen is uh, these amazing PMs. They thrive in ambiguity, right? So, yeah. where there are ambiguous situations, and where there is vagueness, clarity, it is these PMs who essentially try to uh, basically. De- uh, derive what needs to be done, right? Uh, they try to get the clarity and essentially then pass it on to all of the stakeholders as well. And they are the ones who are basically very comfortable being in that position. They aren't making a hundred percent sense, but they are chaos, but you are trying to figure out like what needs to be done and you do it very calmly. And that's basically, I think another amazing skill to have as a PM. Because let's be honest, everyone does face this situation as a product manager. Yeah, especially when uh, working in an early stage startup, if you can make sense um, and get direction from chaos, that's probably one of the strongest skills that at least I have seen in my experience working with good product managers to have possessed. And Yeti just comes with experience, in, in my opinion, right? There is no shortcut to it. There is no, again, no magical wand over here as well. This is something that you will learn as you make mistakes. And it's okay to make mistakes early on, right? Uh, mistakes as long as you're learning lessons and then 
basically growing yourself that's at the end of the day what what matters and everyone does that and essentially everyone does get to get to this level of comfort of being able to deal with uh, ambiguity perfect that's that thank you so much that was super super helpful i'm probably saying this for the third time today but it is what it is um acha i would like to maybe now shift a bit to current events um so you know we know that it seems like there is a very long winter ahead of us um you know the era of free interest rate is over um and endless vc money like for example wo jo ek there you know there there these headlines that um you know vc money has dried up which is actually not true because i was reading this um article or this uh, not right now but a few weeks ago where there is so much of money right now that is in vcs that needs to be deployed because the ca- that capital needs to be deployed because the vc model is such that you can't store it right it jitna aapka zyada uh wo jo ek hota hai आउटपुट रेट होता है उसके बाद वो रिफ्रेश रेट आई एम फॉरगेटिंग द टर्मिनोलॉजी फॉर इट बट टर्न ओवर राइट सो हाउ इट्स बिकॉज़ द सूनर यू गेट रेड और नॉट रेड दैट्स नॉट द राइट वे टू रेज इट बट द सूनर यू डिप्लॉय कैपिटल द क्विकर द अर्लियर यू रेज अनदर राउंड एंड योर इंसेंटिव्स आर अलाइंड राइट सो दिस इज चार्ली मंगर कोर चार्ली मंगर्स कोर शो मी द इंसेंटिव आई विल टेल यू द आउटकम सो इट्स देयर इट्स इन देयर इंसेंटिव टू डिप्लॉय कैपिटल So it's not like it's dried up, but everyone is extremely wary right now because you know that you now are being held held accountable to business fundamentals, to you know strong business principles, um, and you can't just like for example, you can't just it's it's not the like you know the shorter I would say not the shorter but. an alternative dot com era has also ended alternative dot com era mein se bolta hu kyunki jab initial dot com era tha to wo internet startups they they got bursted and you know jo anyone that anyone that could uh, basically have a website and could pitch their company or their startup as an internet startup would get funding yahan pe pichle kuch saalon mein that was true for crypto and for web3 and for um blockchain startups even though you know people didn't really know okay, what is the underlying product okay, i i don't want to talk about that or maybe if you do have any you know if if you have any opinions about that i'd love to know mujhe jis bare mein baat karni hui hai ki in this time we have seen ki ek to ye ki bahut sare layoffs ho rahe hain startups mein startups have been hit the most with this right technology companies have been hit the most with the recent um you know um with the recent kind of inflationary cycle that's upon us that's on us so in this time jahan par aapke paas big tech companies may be layoffs ho rahe you know meta just laid off 11000 employees amazon is planning to lay off 10000 and more employees i think they did already that, no they did already and the rumors that google might as well um in this in this very kind of you know um depressing landscape how do you you know how do how what does a product manager or what is a what does a product manager aspirant do to seek jobs and in case like ek baat to hai na ki there is a there is a diminishing supply for jobs right now in the market how do for they sure. prepare themselves right now right matlab what do they what do they upskill themselves on so that eventually you know when the fates turn um you know there are certain 
they will be better for it because they would have upskilled themselves on certain in certain areas which will make them stand out so two questions and so one your opinion on the entire you know um the 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 long the the you know the the two year or three year party that was just that just ended uh two how does how do product aspirants find job in this market and three how do they prepare or upskill themselves so that when the economy does go you know turn over to the greener side they are able to stand out absolutely yeah uh, thank you so much for the the question uh abdul yes like i said very heavily loaded question over here uh i think if i if i think about it there's definitely a very big sense of doubt uh, basically hanging over everyone who is in tech right now right uh, nobody really knows uh agle saal kya hone obviously this year was pretty bad for for tech uh, and things don't seem to be improving really as we as we look at the the current state of affairs uh i think my advice uh, in terms of uh, how maybe product aspirants can stay relevant um i guess uh, basically yeah staying relevant definitely is a very big part uh what do we mean by relevance actually let me maybe try to explain that first so i think uh, if we look back two to three years ago when covid-19 started right suddenly there was a huge spike in internet activity everyone was on their phones and and laptops and what not and suddenly because of that that internet activity we saw a bunch of new businesses that they spurred up right and they essentially try to target this new way of living that we all had to adapt to and as part of that uh, that's where the the venture capitalists also made a ton of money as well i'm i'm sure uh, they they did finance quite a few startups uh, basically just trying to tackle some of the problems that never existed before they kind of came out after after the onset of covid-19 uh lekin i think as we are uh, trying to get back to the normal right up the most teachers and join that they're kind of back to normal uh usme these businesses have really suffered right uh, one example that continuously keeps coming in my head uh, head is uh during the the pandemic kafi zyada ye grocery delivery companies jo hain they they started out but now if you go to a go to any any store basically everyone is just driving to the store and buying their groceries there and i i continue to wonder how well these grocery delivery companies are doing now like on pick impact hai uh, i would love to yeah so uh, i think isra kafi zyada businesses jo hain they they probably have suffered uh, just because they enjoyed that that limelight during the the covid time and now that things are getting back to normal uh, maybe not so much so i think my one advice would be uh, if you are applying for a new role if you are trying to look at a certain company like make sure you are deeply studying the company that you are applying to or considering joining and maybe try to see what their past performance has been uh, like and basically try to understand what's the runway ahead for them and uh, sometimes it's easy to to tell uh, for certain companies sometimes it's pretty hard uh, but do your level best uh, make a judgment call and essentially basically do it that way i mean some of the things that you can try to to look at is is the company merely just trying to you know 
with a small market share from the incumbent or essentially are they trying to disrupt a, a certain industry and you can basically try to tell it from the, the mission of the company, what it is, the type of industry it's operating in. So I think signals and just try to, I think, just given the, the nature of the the world right now and uh, the, the tech climate, I would say, yes, try to offer a company which you think will be very much relevant in five years uh, just to, to be on the safe side. Uh, I think in terms of, so you ask, a, okay, maybe if uh, there isn't a, a significant uh, supply of jobs right now, so what can basically people do to upskill themselves and make sure that they are, you know, uh, very much relevant to these positions if things do get back to normal? Uh, I think upskilling shouldn't necessarily be seen as something that job market will be slowed down over here. I think upskilling is something that you need to constantly do. Uh, I think KCB professional up there, you can't just sit back and say, yeah, I'm going to do a lot of work. I think, yeah, I'm going to do a lot and that's about it. About but this isn't Padhai, right? And uh, it's basically at the end of the day, just upskilling yourself. I think some specific skills that you can maybe try to, to work on are things like your communication skills. Maybe try to take a course. There are a ton of, by the way, amazing courses available online, some of them for free as well, that you can essentially take and you know really improve on your, your communication skills. Uh, if you're, let's say, trying to break into a certain industry and you don't have a lot of know-how, uh, Let's say up up blockchain uh, uh ideas ka. Maybe take a few courses on blockchain. Try to understand that if you're trying to target a, a certain cloud uh, provider, then basically try to learn about those uh, cloud solutions. Try to do those certifications. Uh, these things always help at the at the end of the day. And honestly, even if you don't do any of this, just maybe. You know, read any books on product management, listen to any PM related podcasts, or maybe even start blogging about product and try to get other people's perspectives on, on product management. I think all of these things eventually do help you uh, become a better product manager. Yeah. And like, for example, I, I cannot overstate how valuable it is to just write like you know in all matlab as in if you can write well that's an invaluable skill um and you know and i'm i'm kind of i'm not surprised because i kind of i anticipated this answer but you didn't say okay learn you know a certain language you didn't say okay you know like for example do a technical course uh you are your kind of concentration was still focused around okay, so what are the fundamental things that can help you that can help you in this career and focus in on that so we've you know very insightful thank you for that yeah i think that that kind of opens up a very big other question as well okay, should pms be technical or not and i have opinions about that uh, whether well, they should be technical or not, but I think that's that's where it is. I mean, if somebody wants to go ahead and do a technical course, by all means, I think they should. But 
आई थिंक एट द एंड ऑफ द डे व्हाट रियली विल हेल्प यू स्टैंड आउट इज के आपकी पीएम स्पेसिफिक स्किल्स जो हैं और उसमें हाउ विल डू यू डू इन दोस स्पेसिफिक इट इज लाइक इट डज गिव यू एन एडवांटेज राइट आई एम प्रीटी श्योर दैट गूगल डज नॉट हायर नॉन टेक्निकल पीएमस करेक्ट दैट्स ट्रू या यू आर एक्सपेक्टेड टू बी फेयरली टेक्निकल yes yes is and is that in training or is that like just for example if someone's a pm for 10 15 years they will are they kind of held in the same rank as or when in evaluation is someone who has 15 years of experience but has a technical degree so i'm assuming it does act as a differentiator correct yeah definitely i mean uh, a big aspect of the interview process is also evaluating your technical skills so and you actually are expected to then know the technical aspects of your particular product as well i think also lehas if you see yes uh, that's the the expectation but i think also there is a very big expectation that as a product manager your specific skills and pm specific skills will be coffee chain it's not just the technical aspect that will help you move forward yeah and chalo ye to khair google ya kuch fang companies hai but not all require you to be technical and like for example yeah i do not have a technical background and neither am i the spokesperson of all non technical background pms but i'm just saying that i've had opportunities come my way and i still do and the reason for and for i don't ho- and I'm not just talking about it in the local environment, but generally, be. I've met a lot of people who are who are working in 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 a fan company, Netflix, yes, um, and without having a technical degree. So, it's not like that you can't well, get into big companies. For sure, and it's not that you can't even learn these uh, things. You absolutely can learn. Uh, but I think my perspective on this is Abdul K. if you are technical then obviously you can have a much more meaningful conversation with your engineering team as well and at the end of the day it just helps you build rapport with them so yeah at the uh, at the end of the day if you can talk at the same bandwidth with them that's honestly probably the most important like skill exactly of being technical varna to and that right. you can learn from job i have like for example you do do learn that from the job and and it's really not that difficult like for example there are certain things that you can equip yourself into equip, equip yourself with there are certain like agar aap databases ki achhi knowledge le lo agar aap thoda system architectures or web architectures ki over you know art matlab is a high level understanding aapko aana shuru ho jaye and then when you start working and you start getting experience and you know it's uh, uh, i'm sure that it still has an advantage but that advantage of being you know having a technical training starts to dilute as you get more and more experience for sure uh, yeah uh that like you said that's a entirely different debate or spe bahut sare hum back and forth is pe kar sakte so i'm going to ask you two last questions because i know that you have a hard stop so one in talking about fads and talking about like you know humne cryptos or um, you know digital currency and nfts and nft marketplaces and metaverse and all of these things and you know we heard a lot about that and we talked about how um, you know if you if you do not have a fundament like if your fundamentals are incorrect then you're going to struggle right sooner if not sooner mm-hmm. than later so there is another buzzword that's uh, in the market these days and that's generative ai um and for like you know 
very quickly for people that don't know generative ai it's like basically large language your image models get through unko ek tarike se productize kiya gaya right where you can use those models to be able to churn or to be able to churn up content um you know you can use them for design so and a lo- lots of extremely extreme like i look at some of the products like for example or dali 2 and the kind of design like the kind of output that it gives to a description like you know when you you give it a certain description of what you want to see in a painting or an image or a, a, you know a, a visual output um and the result that you see from that like i am like, shocked basically so and it has practical use right like generative ai has practical use in design generative ai has practical use in content for you know um in in content and copywriting so where do you see this going and where do you see for example eventually generally i when do you see the birth of generally i um like or, or do you think there will be you know there will be generally i anytime soon in our lifetimes wow well, uh, very interesting question uh, abdul i think uh, as we have seen i think over the last several years now ai has really taken up uh, quite a few aspects of our lives uh i think uh, the the best example in my head is basically you know self driving cars uh, that's heavily dependent on on uh, ai so i think at the end, end the end of the day technology is only good if it's basically helping you solve some some key problems and i think ai definitely has has helped solve uh, some of those key problems i think when it comes to generative ai i think it's a uh, very new at at this point uh, i think it would be interesting to see in specific use cases uh, could tackle kenegi eventually uh, i haven't really thought a lot about generative ai to be honest i did hear about it but i haven't really had the time to think about ki yaar ye kin use cases ke liye you know this could be could be interesting so i'd be definitely interested in knowing ke क्या it generates everything that you basically ask it to do so yeah. for example if i ask it to you know write a certain type of letter wo ekdam se uska pura template likhe present kar deti hai so i think uh, they some maybe interesting use cases generative ai can uh, can be around marketing and the marketing campaigns basically the types of ads that you suddenly display based on the type of the user maybe and uh what the user's affinities are that could be that could be interesting but yeah i think it would be great to see like kya problems jo hai ye generative ai will will solve on top of the the non generative ai jo abhi tak thi so i think it would be interesting to see yep all right um so last question and first i promise we'll let you go so the last question is that um this is a staple question for anyone who is uh, who's who's a guest on the on the podcast so one what is your favorite book or books 
in case you know people get offended when i'm asked them cake book batai so or it doesn't need to be about product management it doesn't need to be about startups you know you could it, fiction ki bhi book bata sakte hain but any book that you any book or books uh, that you'd like to recommend and then a, a question that's probably um, you know more recent uh, that might have you that you might have to kind of recall from your recent memory um, is about ki what is your favorite piece of content that you consumed in the past one week and content can be anything like youtube koi video ho sakti hai koi kitab ho sakti hai koi blog ho sakta hai interesting okay uh i think pehle agar book pe baat kar rahe hain to i think one book that i think i can easily say is one of my favorite books it's uh, called never split the difference uh, it's oh. written by uh, chris was and it's an amazing book on the art of negotiation okay and i think one of the the reasons i really enjoyed that book was uh, okay negotiation is a key aspect of of being a pm but it also helps you a lot in your personal life as well so definitely would would recommend if you haven't read that book please uh, check it out that's uh, one book i've never heard even about which is really yeah okay. yeah and so I, I, i'm that's why i was so surprised because generally like you know when people give book recommendations oh acha ha ye suni hai it's in my to do list and like there is some recollection of it like this was the first one that i'm completely thrown off and i'm like okay i will search yeah, it definitely definitely check it out uh kafi achhi book and it has a lot of great lessons uh, in it as well <laughs> so uh, i think so you asked about books right uh, so you said ek book ka naam ha do i think maybe the second one is what i maybe read just earlier this summer uh it's an amazing book it's called welcome home and it's written by a lebanese canadian writer her name is najwa zabian uh it's not related to tech uh disclaimer over there but mm-hmm. essentially the book is about this concept of a home uh, a place of safety you know where you can essentially embrace your vulnerabilities and you know identify what your self worth is so basically for from a personal development standpoint it's an it's an amazing book that i would recommend uh, if anyone is interested in in those types of books so do check it out all right uh, excellent reads both excellent suggestions both of them yeah i think content uh, i'm just trying to think uh, i think one that has really stuck by me this week has been uh, i think there was someone who was very inquisitive to go into the job descriptions of uh, Netflix ki ki website pe and they essentially discovered that Netflix is building a triple A PC game so Netflix na the game studio mein uh basically they are looking for a director uh to to essentially help build that game <laughs> so i think that's something that's really interesting just to see that Netflix is getting into the the business of games and uh i think the what that triggered in my head was ke uh, what's subscription games play over here right yeah like what what are they going after are they basically saying ke netflix app mein login karke you can play all of these games like are they trying to in- increase the engagement with their application yeah is that an additional revenue source so i think it would be interesting to see how netflix basically positions this so Yeah, if anyone wants to read more about it, a lot of blogs have uh, basically shared their perspectives. 
as well about Netflix entering the, the gaming industry. So if anyone is into gaming, uh, if anyone is into Netflix, so that's one thing I would say, check it out. I, I know Google is also pretty much going to, like, you know, is, in, is um, had some kind of product that it was taking out for cloud gaming. Um, that's right. right. Stadia. Yeah, yeah so, Stadia. Uh, Google just announced, uh, I think it was uh, a few weeks back, it announced that it is uh, shutting down Stadia uh, oh, at no. this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, typical, you know, Google way of basically experimenting with things and then essentially pulling back if uh, things do not make sense. But yeah, it was a cloud gaming uh, based approach, and cloud gaming is still, uh, I think, in its infancy. It will take a lot of time to to get to its peak, but it is getting there. I mean, if you see a lot of other larger game uh, providers uh, like NVIDIA, GeForce Now, Amazon Luna, all of them, these are cloud gaming solutions. So definitely it seems like uh, that, that will be a part of the future for sure. All right. Um, so I'm going to force myself to stop here because I know that you have a hard stop, but it was incredible like like this was i had a lot of fun right uh as a guest when you as a host when you have when you when you have so much fun and you just want to keep going um you know so i i already know that everyone that's going to listen to it like i'm sure that they're going to extract a lot of value from what you've uh what you've said here so thank you so much um we're going to call it a night today and uh, you know the, Get, tell us how you feel about this episode. Tell us about how you loved Fahad so that we can call him again and we can ask him to share his time with us again. And, um, you know, give us a like or a subscribe. I hate kind of asking for that, but you got to do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, give us feedback for, at wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify. We're available in Spotify, Apple, Google, and YouTube and anywhere where podcasts are available. See you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you, Abdul.